This week, I have been, and always shall be, Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. This is Body Counts and Beer. Podcasts, <laughs> the final frontier. <laughs> These are the voyages of three dumb idiots who just got done watching all the Star Wars and are moving on to tracks. This <laughs> is Body Counts in Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I will make it so. I'm Jonathan Rooney Taylor. Engage! <laughs> uh, and this is one Lecter Shields. <laughs> Yeah, deflector shields, photon torpedoes. Those are the ones. Ram. With phasers, phaser array. Yeah. Starboard. Ener- Uniforms. Energize. Yeah. All right, I think we covered it. Yeah. So this week we're talking about Terminator. No. <laughs> <laughs> this week uh, we are watching. We decided to watch Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. You know, the first Star Trek movie. Yeah, the <laughs> one that we talk about. The first of consequence. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you simply cannot make me watch the first Star Trek movie. Uh, well, fool me once. <laughs> well, next week's minisode will be a, rem- a Star Trek the motion picture, a remembrance. <laughs> but for now, uh, Wrath of Khan. Now, Wrath of Khan begins, like all movies do, with stars. Space. Yes, it starts in the one place untainted by your capitalism. Space. Yeah, we're going to taint it with some capitalism. Hell yeah. Get a big multinational conglomerate out there. So real quick before we get going. Yeah. uh, I have a question. I've been been binging some Star Trek lately. What? No money in Star Trek? Correct. It is a post-scarcity society, which is why they don't have change for the bus in the fourth movie. (laughs) True facts. This is all true. So how do you get, like, clothes? The replicator. The replicator. Okay, how do you get a replicator? Uh, You have to go somewhere and get it. I assume it's like a Mastroika, where it's just replicators and replicators all the way down. Yeah, constant replicating. (sighs) Replicators Uh, always replicate. I mean, here's the thing they don't tell you. I'm pretty sure you probably have to have a job. Like, they never show us unemployed people in the Star Star Trek universe. Well, according to Troy in the episode I just watched, where uh, she explained to... Mark Twain, their nice. society, <laughs> poverty was eliminated long ago. Yeah. I assume sometime after the eugenics wars. Right. <laughs> Which, boy, uh, I don't know how much we should get into uh, the fact that fucking Star Trek Into Darkness sucks and makes no sense. Nah, let's not even bother. I mean, we'll get there, I'm <laughs> sure. Right. So anyways, Wrath of Khan... Uh, and sucks and makes no sense. <laughs> ...begins with stars... Uh, and then start trekking. And they're trekking. Trekkin'. Yeah. yeah. They're not warring, they're trekking. And then we find ourselves uh, 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 aboard the Starship Enterprise. When we see our, our you know, your normal crew, your Ohuras. Your... Well, it starts with a big old close-up of Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. I assume had to be in his contract. Yeah. Well, after he, all he got to do in the first movie was look at things. Yeah. Yeah, he gets the George Takei role in that one. Yeah. He doesn't get to do a whole lot. He also shows up, what, like an hour late in the well, movie? Well, he has that scene at the beginning of the... Fr- we'll get into this yeah. later. later on the yeah. mini-so, but he has that scene at the beginning where he's on, like, Vulcan, and he's yeah. just like... I'm losing my emotions. And the people are like, no, no, you no. lost your emotions. Then he goes, 
wait, no, I just felt an emotion. I've got to go. <laughs> yep. And then a lady throws a bracelet on the ground. Yeah. And they're like, get out. <laughs> Spock says, that's me in the corner. That's me in the spot. Like, Light. losing my emotions. Yeah, that's true. All the time being filmed by Alton Brown. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. What a weird world we live in, you guys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we see the it's the normal Star, uh, Star Trek, the original series crew. Your Ohuras, your Sulus, your Spocks. But in the captain's chair, oh no. It's a lady. It's a waitress from Cheers. Uh, Rebecca wasn't a waitress. I think she owned the bar. Oh, was it? I thought she also worked there. I think she worked there because she bought it. Oh. She worked there in the same way that, like, we need an excuse for this to become a series regular kind of thing. Oh, you gotcha, know? Yeah. gotcha, gotcha. But I, I could have swore the whole point was that she bought the bar. Maybe that's the case. I don't remember. Yeah. All I know is that she replaced Shelley Long. Sure. Shelley Long had to go make the huge hit movie, Frozen Assets, about the sperm bank that was going out of business. You know the one. We've all seen it. What a classic. The whole plot of that movie is they had to get a record number of people to masturbate in their place so they could have the most sperm. Just wait for a pandemic, y'all. It'll happen. (laughs) Just hang out around... Every apartment complex. Yeah. I think that they were dramatically underestimating the amount of people that were masturbating in that universe. Oh, for sure. Do you think sperm banks are doing curbside pickup right now <laughs> with the quarantine? Yeah. They would have to. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Put it in a cooler, leave it on the driveway. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's being led by Kirstie Alley, who plays Lieutenant Savick of Vulcan. Uh, and she is in the process of taking the Kobayashi Maru test. Yeah, uh, we don't know what's a test. We just know it's a Kobayashi Maru, and then all the original crew Did explode. Did they mention Kobayashi Maru in the yes. original? Oh, in the yeah. original series? Ooh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. don't know about that. So this would have been like a big surprise to learn yeah. about this. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. The big conceit here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The conceit is that the the Enterprise is gonna blow up, and it does. Ooh, it blows up. Oh, it all blows the, up. All Everybody the original dies. crew members yeah. die. It's supposed to be a no-win scenario where there's a disabled Federation Starfleet vessel that has drifted into the neutral zone, and then three Klingon warbirds show up to blow them up. Yeah, and they do. And they do. With but then it turns out it's a test. Because it's revealed when uh, Admiral James T. Kirk emerges from the brightest of god lights. Yeah, no he's, kidding. He's coming from the cocoon ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he really is. Because again, written to the contract was that Nimoy gets the first close-up of the movie, but Kirk gets the first fucking entrance of the movie. Yeah. yeah. And then it turns all the explosions, the very real explosions on the ship, were real, but it was all fakey and everyone was acting. Yeah. Seems like a dangerous way to do that. Seems like a rad fucking final exam. Yeah, I mean, though, that's true. right? Come on. Yeah. Not no. one of my college professors pretended to explode when I took my finals. Yeah, what a bunch of bullshit. Although, to be fair, I only got a Bachelor of the Arts. I didn't get a Bachelor of Fine Arts. Maybe if I auditioned for the BFA program, we would have had exploding professors. Nah. That's true. I oh. simply don't know. No, I got the BFA. They don't explode. <laughs> Well, what sucks is I did the workload of a BFA, but because our our school was fucking bullshit (laughs) with the way that they gave out diplomas, we had essentially a BFA program, but they're like, nah, we can't let everyone get a BFA. So they had this fucking audition process where you got a showcase at the end. It it sucked. We had a BFA, and then at the end, they started giving people BAs that they didn't like. Nice. (laughs) That was my school. Uh, So, uh, yeah, Kirk appears... Uh, through the Jesus lights, and he's like, oh, you survived the test, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, and then a bunch of stuff happens, and then all of a sudden we're on the uh, the USS Reliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Reliant There's is... A lot of this movie is, and then a bunch of stuff happens. Well, you get a lot of, like, ruminating about how they're all old, which yeah. happens over and over There's again. Like Kirk's, it's like Kirk's birthday, Yeah, and his whole thing is he sits alone in his luxurious San Francisco apartment with right. a bunch of ship models and flintlock pistols on the wall. <laughs> yeah. And each a, one a defeated predator. Yeah. And oh god, there Except for that be... one that was, you know, that predator that he defeated. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah if anyone was I'm, have... I'm sorry, you're, just, you're saying that he fucked a predator is what you're saying. Yeah, that's yes. what I'm saying. I mean there's mandibles. They uh, open up some possibilities for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and Kirk gets in them, man. No <laughs> mandibles have never uh, made Kirk afraid. He boldly goes where no man has gone before. Dick Absolutely. first, baby. <laughs> yep. There's I I looked this up while we were watching the movie because you had mentioned the Predator thing, and I was like, has Star Trek ever crossed over with Predator? Probably and, in the IDW comics, I would imagine. No, there was nothing official. Really? Because oh, they've crossed yeah. over with uh, I know they've crossed over with the X Men and with yeah. the Green Lantern Corps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Batman, like, Superman, Terminator, RoboCop. Everyone's fought a Predator except Kirk. Except Kirk, no. But yeah. now I want to see, like, a ship full of Predators versus a ship full of Kirk. Although, buddy, if you want a real good 1990s good time, uh, check out the Wildcats-Aliens crossover. Ooh. Not only is it insane, it is also canonical to the Wildcats universe. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, I think it's written by Warren Ellis. It's fucking nuts. Nice. Uh, so yeah, there's a bunch of old people uh, being sad yeah, about yeah, being old. Yeah. Well, it seems to be it's it's very bizarre because it's uh, Bones, Doctor McCoy, comes to give uh, Admiral Kirk his birthday present of Romulan wine, ale, oh, oh and glasses, and glasses, because he needs glasses because he's getting old, because yeah. he's allergic to LASIK, <laughs> uh, retinix or whatever they yeah. call it. I Which think I in this universe they like give you like a pill, a pill. yeah. yeah. That fixes your eyes unless you're allergic to it, which, I don't know, that seems fucking stupid. I mean, most of the medical stuff in Star Trek seems to be, let me just wave a wand over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. No, arm's not broken anymore. But what's weird is the ending of this movie really rests on the emotional crux of, like, Kirk and Spock are best friends. Inseparable. But throughout the entire runtime of the movie... Boy, they have like maybe two scenes together, and most of the friendship is between McCoy and Kirk. Yeah. Yeah, well, it turns out that William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy probably didn't get along all that much. Yeah, at various points. Just like yeah. William Shatner and George Takei didn't, didn't get, get along, along all that much. much. Yeah. They or continue William... to not get along. <laughs> or William Shatner and literally everybody in the cast <laughs> yeah. didn't get along that much. Boy, to be a fly on the wall where uh, fucking Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner fucking uh, trying to do dick measuring with the number of record sales they both had. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Oof. Oh, good Bilbo Baggins song, though, Spock. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah absolutely I mean, Leonard Nimoy, I think, is the better singer. Sure. But I think... But I think... <laughs> well, because he actually sings, as opposed to Shatner, who just speaks... Scats. Kind of in rhythm. He's the scat man. <laughs> Ooh, but I will say I fucking love his cover of Common People by Ooh. Paul. Oh, yeah. And his that cover he does with Ben Folds. And Joe Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I love watching them on, I think it's... No, it was post Letterman. It might have been Leno, 
uh, where they do they do it live, mm-hmm. and Joe Jackson cannot stop laughing the entire time. <laughs> he Unsurprising. Is so yeah. in on the joke that William Shatner is not in on. <laughs> I mean, I think Shatner was a little bit in on it. That album is called Has, Has Been. been. <laughs> Has Been, yeah. Uh, my second favorite part of that video, definitely track it down, is that William Shatner is reading all of the lyrics <laughs> on a little music stand. <laughs> and he's wearing a t-shirt. Nice. Yeah, well, yeah. Wasn't it Conan that used to introduce him as Master Thespian William Shatner? <laughs> I believe so. And then would have him like come ro- read people's tweets or something like that. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we check in on the USS Reliant. Uh, we Chekhov. Though no, you're right. Hey. It's being commanded by uh, Pavel Chekhov. Uh, Pavel? Pavel, what's his yeah, name? That's his that name. can't his be right. Name is Pavel, Pavel yeah. Chekhov. Are you sure that that's not a stupid name? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. It's a Russian name. That can't the be true. The world's full of Pavels. <laughs> now, no, no, no. You're thinking of the streets and they're full of potholes. <laughs> you got to remember that the original Star Trek was written uh, under the shadow of the Iron Curtain. So I'm sure that first names just didn't get it past the censor blockade. <laughs> sure. Listen, they so were they just had to tired. fucking make something up. They were just tired of naming every Russian Boris. Yeah, that's <laughs> Boris true. or Anton. Yeah, right. Let's get a Pavel. I guess it's a name. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, this ship uh, is being commanded by uh, uh, Chekhov, now Commander Chekhov. He's Commander Chekhov, but actually the ship has the been captained, captained by, by uh, Terrell. Well, he, yeah, he's yeah. the commander. I was yeah. gonna get there. Yeah. Captain Terrell, played by Paul Winfield. Yeah. Uh, of uh, also appearing on Next Generation fame. Yeah. Uh, sure. He was from the, the episode Darmok, where the aliens spoke only in metaphors based on their own mythology. Yep. Classic. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. That's the episode where for I was the trying first... to remember literally any of the lines from that. Temba yeah. with arms open. Yeah. <laughs> Dagon and Tenemba at Darmok. That's the one. And it just goes on like that <laughs> for a long time. And yeah. you're watching it, and you're thinking... Surely this isn't the whole episode. Yeah, it is. It very much is. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, so yeah, the the Reliant is on its way to space station regular uh, because they uh, have regular one. You're yeah, right. You I'm gotta sorry. differentiate it from it's all the, the other first regulars. Regular. Yeah, you know, it's regulars the regular come one. later. Regulars two, regular three. And so, so on and so yeah. forth. You're familiar with how numbers work, audience, <laughs> I assume. And regulars. Yeah. Uh, regulars being uh, taken care of by Carol Marcus, uh, Kirk's old flame, and also the mother to his child, David, who looks like he is auditioning to play Rocky in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. He's also a little bit like a Finn version of the white guy that uh, Stallone changes, uh, trains in Rocky Five. He does, yeah. He's like, like a Finn. Ooh, yeah. It's because of the hair. Yeah. Yeah, they both have a shitty looks, fucking blonde Billy Ray Cyrus yeah, thing going on. Yeah, it looks like a thin Tommy Gunn. Yeah, Tommy Gunn, that's his name. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was a real asshole in real life, Tom Matola. Well, he was a real asshole in the movie, if I recall correctly. Now, guys, cut him a little bit of slack. He was in Rocky Five. You're right. <laughs> That Fair. would ruin anybody. Yeah. It's not the world's best Rocky. No, but I do love how it takes Rocky apparently 12 years to come home Man. from the events of Rocky IV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His son is a baby when he leaves and a teenager when he gets back. <laughs> well, as we all know, Rocky actually takes place in the Star Trek universe where every 
three episodes you drive into a wormhole or something. <laughs> right. I can only figure that the plane that Rocky was on did the Superman thing where it ran around the earth way too fast. <laughs> yeah. No, oh no, we missed our stop. Well, <laughs> do another lap. <laughs> oh no, my kid's 12. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so on the space station, they are working on a device called the Genesis device. Yeah. And do we want to get it all out of the way now? Yeah, let's just do yeah. it. Genesis does what Nintendo't. Nice. Good work. We did uh, it. Yeah. Sonic jokes, yeah. etc. It takes your bullshit rock planet and turns it into one of them cool ones with fruit and grass yeah. and stuff. It turns it into a green hill zone. Yay! Hey. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. And it's filled with all Shinobi. the little chipmunks. <laughs> Michael Jackson's Moonraker. Wait, what? <laughs> Michael Jackson's Moonraker? Yeah, don't you remember when he played James Bond? <laughs> <laughs> and he went to space. Hey, Michael Jackson playing James Bond is no more ludicrous than anything that happens in the movie Moonraker. I would also true. pay to see Michael Jackson's James Bond. Michael Jackson, and this is very true, Desperately wanted to play Jar Jar Binks in episode one. Yes. I think uh, I do he remember also that. had a meeting with Stan Lee to try to play Spider Man. Ooh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Because he just got the level of fame that renders you not only completely impervious to uh, <laughs> having sex with underage boys, but also just shatters your sense of self. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, the Genesis device is a device that you shoot at a you planet. You hook it up to your Sega CD so you can play 32X CD combo games like Corpse Killer. He's not wrong. And Sewer Sharks. That's and also Night a good Trap. Uh, Night Trap was just a Sega CD game. It did not require a 32X expansion All cart. Right. Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> it was, however, real dumb. Yep, that's yeah. true. Uh, so the Genesis device, you shoot it at a planet, and it takes a dead planet and creates life, uh, uh, like a matrix of life. Oh, it takes like days. Yeah. Now yeah, yeah. in our real universe, okay, we're like, yo, we ain't found no alien, nothing, not a microbe, not a fossil, nothing. In Star Trek universe, they've got completely the opposite problem of just like lousy Boy, with aliens. All of these planets have life on them, so we can't test the Genesis project. So you got to find a shitty rock one. That's right. There are so many. <laughs> now, nah, how is this a problem? Now nah, you're thinking of all the shitty gas ones. We need shitty rock ones. There's moons yeah, in well, space. Yeah, There's a whole belt of asteroids in space. You can't put it on an asteroid. It'll fling off and kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> put an eye out. Yeah, she says we need to put it on a moon, and you would be right. It seems like there'd be plenty of moons, but maybe moons in Star Trek are like you know. Mining operations or fancy billboards. Here's a question. Ooh. Why don't they just put it on our moon? Now, man, we got our moon loaded with stuff. What? Yeah, that's true. I yeah. bet we got like a Tesco by now. I'm pretty sure in Star Trek Four, when the whale thing comes through the moon to Earth, there's like stuff on the moon that's like satellites and defense arrays and crap. Oh, okay. Oh, so stuff we could move. Nah, we put it there on purpose. <laughs> okay, that's true. That's the Federation bylaw of put there, keep there. Yeah. Otherwise, they might lose their, their rights. 
Yeah, like all of the uh, fucking airlines that are flying empty planes to Europe lest they lose their fucking flight right, paths. Right, If they don't keep shit on the moon for at least three minutes every day, next thing you know, Disney's going to start working on it. So, Or, or some, Ooh, or some Ferengi's going to show up and claim squatters' oh, rights. Oh, man, it's terrible. And now all I want is Disney to put Galaxy's Edge on the fucking moon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be so rad. Uh, so anyways, uh, they're gonna they're working out the final uh, details for the Genesis, and Chekhov and Terrell are gonna go over there, and they're there to find a survey dead planets. They yeah. think they've found one, uh, SETI Alpha 6. You know the one. It's so the 6 SETI Alpha. So they land down oh, there. Oh, of the New England SETI Alphas. Yeah. yeah. The old, same. Old, you know, old railroad money yeah. SETI Alpha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they land on SETI Alpha 6, and uh, oh boy, it's a big dump. But they find a Winnebago. They do. They do. And inside that Winnebago, bunk beds. And outside that Winnebago, Ricardo fucking Maltabon. That's right, because it turns out this isn't SETI Alpha 6, it's SETI Alpha 5. And it's not lifeless, it's got a con. Yeah. And also... The Con Kids. Yeah. Uh, please, the Concave. You're right. Ooh, that's hey. good. That's why I like that. Can we go Conclave? Ooh. Like like a papal conclave. I like that too, because it's like people and not like caves. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I like the human touch. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they uh, they are taken prisoner by Ricardo Montalbo's Con wearing his sweet Rod Stewart wig. Yeah, and he gets some sweet fucking weird bugs out of this weird scorpion looking thing. Yeah, so and takes over their brains. Again, like at all space movies, there's got to be worms. Yeah, of course, lots of them. Uh, so Ricardo Montalbán uh, chews the scenery delightfully. Oh man, he is clearly getting paid by the syllable, which is why every word is five syllables oh. long, or why he repeats phrases like eight times. Yeah, no, they were like, "Listen, Ricky, no, no, this is summer stock Shakespeare you're doing, baby. The Just first get out time, I get it. Loud whisper yeah. all of my life. Golden, get that man his pre-Oscars. <laughs> Admiral Kirk. Admiral Kirk. <laughs> Admiral Kerr. Ricky, you're killing it. You're killing it, Ricky. So he gives some uh, fucking exposition uh, previously on Star Trek. Yeah, you may remember this from that episode of season two. Yeah. Uh, space Seed. Yeah. yeah. Seed of Space. Uh, Khan was a bad guy, a superhuman who was created during the eugenics wars. Uh, he actually, at one point, controlled about a quarter of the world, uh, most of Asia and whatnot. Uh, and this took place uh, 200 years before the events of Star Trek. In, like, the 90s. Yeah, yeah, in the 90s. It takes place in, like, the 90s. And then, it, uh, please, well, I we mean, were post-history in the 90s. If I can only right. say, I, I always loved watching, there was, like, a Hanna-Barbera cartoon, and I don't remember which one. Uh, Jetsons. No, that's not the one. But uh, Star Trek, like, the animated the series? The opening of this, Ooh, uh, I think it was the one with the weird blob people and the guy that went to different planets and he had, like, a dragon buddy. Space Ghost? But uh, I think you're oh. thinking of Sherlock Holmes in the 23rd century. <laughs> I am not. Or maybe you're thinking of, uh, what was it, the Shmoo? Maybe? Like the new Shmoo? <laughs> where, yeah, where it was just like a white gelatinous blob. Like pin, like nah, a these were blue. Yeah, oh, these they were blue. blue. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, in the opening credits of this Sorry, cartoon... Sorry, there's just no way to Google uh, Hanna-Barbera yeah. blue blob with safe search on. Nah, you probably could. Nah, no, I tried you it. shouldn't, but you could. <laughs> I I'm tried on it. several I got, lists now. I got a lot of Huckleberry Hound porn. <laughs> Ooh, real quick.
quick, y'all seen Val Kilmer's got an autobiography out, right? Auto? Yeah. It's, and it's called, called I Am Your, I am Huckle your Huckleberry. Huckleberry. Oh, yeah. oh, man, nice. I Am Your Huckleberry. That's good. He's yeah. apparently not very forthcoming about stuff. I'm no, sure he's not. Very bad. Yeah, because the big one would be, how much of an asshole were you on the Isle of Dr. Moreau? Yeah, which apparently he Oof. does not talk about much He was also all. apparently a giant asshole on The Saint. Like, that director was like, I'll never work with that cocksucker again. Yeah. Uh, he spends a lot of it apparently talking about reconciling everything with his strict Christian scientist faith. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Khan shows up. Yeah. <laughs> he was a Superman, a genetic Superman who. He's was super f- smart, super yeah. strong. He gets frozen for a hundred, couple hundred years. Kirk and the original Enterprise crew find him. They fight, and Kirk and them uh, exiled him and his other supermen to the planet SETI Alpha 5. Now, 15 years later, we find out six months after the events of Space Seed, uh, SETI Alpha 6 blew up yeah, and rendered SETI Alpha 5 a husk of yellow clouds. Yeah. And now Khan is out for revenge. I mean, he was out for revenge even if the place was like the sands. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Nah. It could have been We're marooning you on the Paradiso. Revenge. Nah, I think he'd have been cool with it. Nah. He, he only gets pissed off because his wife died in the sandstorm. Yeah, yes. he does get pissed off about that. So he puts some worms into Chekhov and Terrell's ear, and it makes them susceptible to suggestion. Yeah. And he sends them back up to the Reliant. Where then, he goes to. <laughs> yeah, and where he goes to. And then they call the space station. They're like, give me your Genesis, Kirk said. Yeah. And they're like... No, we're not gonna do that. They're like, but Kirk said. Yeah. So then she calls Kirk. Is like, Kirk, did you say? And he was like, I don't understand. The things are not working right. Yeah, the Wi-Fi's down. <laughs> so they don't really get a clear message. So then Kirk, who is supposed to be just out for a training cruise with his training crew, yeah, he's yeah, doing a shakedown cruise. Yeah, yeah. Doing a little little testing the the wheels out. Yeah, he. Uh, just like he did in the first Star Trek movie, assumes command of the Enterprise. Fuck yes, he does. Well, there's a scene that, again, had to have been a contractual obligation <laughs> of Leonard Nimoy as Spock saying, No, Captain, please take this ship. Only you can command this no. ship. You're so wise and brave and <laughs> handsome. And noble. Your hair is so thick and strong. <laughs> no one Not can like see my your wispy hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was it was it was it was a trade because then Spock directs for two movies. He's yes, like, sure, that's right, sure. But I'm gonna tell you what to do for everything you do for two movies. And you're going to have to hang out with whales. Yeah, and then we'll let you direct the movie that literally everyone but Patrick Bromley hates. <laughs> that's more. Uh, Final Frontier is pretty all right. That's that's. I like the part where Scotty bumps his head. I like the part where Spock shoots God. <laughs> With a disruptor cannon. What would Fucker? God need with a starship? I don't know. Eat cannon. I do like the fucking fat Vulcan that makes everyone feel bad. Yeah, no, and then he gives God the feels too. God true. really takes a beating in Star Trek V. <laughs> yeah, true. He gets a yeah. big sad and he gets shot in the face. Yeah, the concept and the actual figure. <laughs> yep. Ooh, but then they have a cowboy sing-along while they eat it up some beans at a campfire. The best way to end a space movie. That's how it both starts and concludes. You are not wrong. <laughs> so, but in the arc of the movie, Spock, Spock learns to understand how to sing in rounds. That's true. 
He so, keeps jumping in late. Yeah, no, he's constantly late. Uh, and then he wants to sing with the other guys, and they're like, no, no, Spock, rounds. He's conflated it with like a three-piece harmony where he's uh, trying to go above or below, and it's like, no, 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 you start later. You yeah. start on the third word. And he's like, yeah, I jump in with my harmony on the third, third word. word. Yeah. It's like, no, no, you start from the beginning. All right, let's all take it from the top. No, Spock, <laughs> I will murder you with these beans. Vulcans, <laughs> the lesson here, are terrible at jazz. Sure. True. Meanwhile, like Data, the robot man, is perfectly acceptable singing. He's a good singer. Ooh, here's the thing about Next Gen, though. Everybody's good at jazz. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they are. Like, even Picard's got, like, cabaret jazz going on. Well, Picard gets a flute later on in yeah, the series. he gets a flute, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, like, any chance that Riker has, he pulls out his bone. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> He's got a... Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Khan has assumed command of the USS Reliant uh, in secret, and they're going to steal the Genesis device. But now Kirk and the Enterprise crew and other people, uh, a bunch of trainees. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of trainees, a bunch of kids. Uh, go out to meet them in combat. Yeah. They do. And yeah. there's explosions. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Khan does the old trick of make pretend like you're a friendly ship, get up real close, and shoot him real good. And yeah. he does. Yeah, he does a pretty good job. Yeah. And then Kirk does his trick where they uh, hack into the mainframe yeah. of the Reliant yeah, and yeah. shut off its shields remotely and then blow it to shit. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of that is that a big giant hunk of stone ceiling and the Reliant falls on top of a guy. And Khan just picks it up and throws it. Hawks it, yeah. yeah like the uh, hollow piece of styrofoam it is. <laughs> so good. He tries to give it weight. Hey, his is a superior physique. Yeah, it is. You can tell by the pecs. That's true. He does have unreal pecs. Yeah, no. I, uh, I A chest that looked like that at that man's age? <laughs> Well, it's like the fucking rubber chest from the Batman movies, but real. But it's Ricardo fucking Maltabon. That's what it is. <laughs> and like, you never would have known it because he spent most of his career on Fantasy Island hiding in that sweet white suit. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's got a bunch of like 50s movies, but he's always like the basuted, classy Dapper. Latin lover guy. Yeah. Right, right, right. And now yeah. he's just like, he's Tina Turner from yeah. Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah, man. But with just... Just a hulking chestal oh, section. So much Just chest. a big trunk. Yeah. yeah. And they, they wait for the reveal of that chest. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty dramatic. Because for most of it, at the beginning, he's wearing like, like, like rags and dune robes. sand wraps. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden, he dramatically rips it off. And he's like, look at my exposed chest. This is yeah. a deep U-neck. Yeah. And it's at that point where like... Spare me the fucking mind worms. I'll do whatever you want, dude. <laughs> yeah, you've right. clearly earned my respect. With your hulking chest. You hunky hunky man. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, so anyway, fucking Khan and the fucking cast and crew of White Snake are off on their space adventure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Khan and uh, uh, the fucking band members of Poison... All of his, yeah. all of his Brett Michaels disciples, yeah. fuck right they get, off. They get about as high in quality as like a Quiet Riot. You know what I mean? They don't no. get near like a Motley Crew or anything like that. Right. No, they no, tap yeah. out pretty. Yeah, pretty none. Well of, on there's that. no Nikki Sixes or, or uh, on no. this on this boat. They are at best CC Devils. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Just lots of bandanas, lots of unruly hair. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and then Ricardo Montalban dressed. I still love that he looks like Rod Stewart. Yeah, for some he does. Reason. He does. It was and not once. Time. And not once does he say some guys have all the luck. <laughs> and he has so many opportunities for it too. Because oh, Kirk yeah. is extremely fortunate in all of his endeavors. Constantly. I mean, that's his like superpower. He's stupid lucky. Yeah, he's like fucking <laughs> Destiny from the X Men, where he's got probability control. Yeah. I get it. Like Domino. Yeah. yeah, that's another good... Re- a lot of fucking X-Men characters are just like, what's your superpower? I don't know, super good at rolling natural 20s, I guess. To be fair, after, after like, flying, invisible, <laughs> spikes in hands, eye laser, weather, magnets, there's not far to go. Yeah. You run that's out. That's why I really like Grant Morrison's new X-Men run, where he's just got, like, a whole bunch of mutants who are just like, I just fucking look weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, my mutation doesn't give me a cool superpower. I just look like a chicken man. That's what I got going on. I loved, I think it was uh, Generation X, maybe, or what was it? The, it was the, the remake of New Mutants, and there was, like, the one was just like, uh, I'm like Cyclops, but instead of lasers for my eyes, it's my whole fucking chest. Oh, wow. that's his. Uh, yeah, no, it's like that's his, it's like another Summers brother. Yeah, right? okay. yeah, yikes. And then there's uh, Skin, who's just a guy with six extra feet of skin. Yep. Weird. Yeah, it's uh, very dumb. There's Husk, who can rip off her skin to reveal new skin of a different kind beneath. Oh, fancy. Uh, and then can rip that off, and then she's always naked. Yeah, it's like the fucking scene in the new Cats movie where Rebel Wilson takes off her skin to oh, have no, other no, skin. No, 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 yeah. no, no, spoilers. <laughs> yes. I haven't seen it. Spoiler alert, it's a waking nightmare. <laughs> That's why I want to see it. I'm going to get real high. <laughs> I can't recommend that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, both the Enterprise and the Reliant are are very damaged. Ooh, I get it, because you can't actually rely on it. It's a pun. There's some irony to the name of that ship. Yeah, alright. Sure. There we go. Sure. The one thing I like about the Reliant is it uh, uh, has a bitchin' spoiler. Yeah. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah. And That's... a fucking diesel engine mounted onto that spoiler. Yeah, it's got a fucking Hemi. <laughs> Not entirely sure that, like, in the lore of games and stuff where you get to play with different ships, that that style of ship isn't a Reliant class. Sure. Uh, well, this isn't... I mean, there's a bunch of different classes of, of Star Trek oh, ships. Oh, yeah, tons. But they're almost all kind of the same. It's all big disc... Little yep. sticks on big disc. Yeah, the Federation was a fan of the big disc. Here's a well, question that's what I love about fucking next gen. The disc could detach from the stick part. Yeah, and the that disc was can the just question I was just about to ask. Is that an invention of next generation? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I love yeah. the saucer section detachment. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking cool. Because they got all the phaser banks, but then the butt part has all the torpedoes. Yeah. yeah. Though yeah. the butt part does have, like, the powerful engine part. Yeah, yeah. you can't, like, warp separate. Yeah, no, you gotta come back. Right you're now. only on half impulse at yeah. that point. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, so, yeah, both the Enterprise and the Reliant are damaged in the in the brief battle. Right. Uh, and they kind of separate, like, to their corners yeah, they're to on wait the, for the bell. They're on other sides of the planet, like, orbiting the planet on opposite sides. Yeah. Of it. So, and the Enterprise gets a little back massage. They cut its eye open so it can see the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cut me. <laughs> Cut me, McCoy. <laughs> Man, you know what? Speaking of Rocky movies, Rocky 2. Solid movie. Rocky 2 is probably the second best Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, my rankings would go Rocky 4, Rocky 2, Rocky, Rocky 3, Rocky 5. 
Sure. No, I get that. Yeah. All right. I think Rocky 1 is a really, really good movie. It's but... a good, like, Scorsese-style movie. Yeah, you know? it is a, it's a well, weird that, I mean, character study of a, mo- of a mob enforcer who becomes the heavyweight contender. Yeah. Rocky is a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a Rocky movie. But it's Ro- like a legit movie. I kind of wish that they went the diehard route and just any spec script that was floating around, they just bought it and then changed the name. <laughs> they made a Rocky script, yeah. Didn't he win a bunch of awards for that? For, for the first yeah. Rocky, yeah, he yeah. did. Best. I think screenplay. And yeah. he wrote it, right? Yeah, yes. he did. Yeah. He was nominated for Best Actor. He won Best Screenplay. It's real, like, um, he's from the heart of this weird Jersey guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Philly. Philly. Yeah, Philly, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, of course. And then Rocky Two is the rematch movie, uh, where the movie itself isn't as great, but all the boxing is so much better. Yeah. The boxing is great, and the idea of just, like, they kind of play the card way too early in the franchise, but the whole point is, like, Rocky's body is just, like, falling to pieces. Right. Yeah. Like, he's literally going blind in his left eye. Yeah. And then Rocky Three, he fights Hulk Hogan and then Mr. T. Yeah. yeah. Is that the one where he does the fucking commercial as part of it? Where he's just, I'm Rocky Balboa. No, that's well, Rocky Rodney. Five, Uh Because he can't box anymore, so they want him to be... Like endorsements yeah, and stuff, but yeah. he can't read or act. Yeah. Which movie does he have the robot butler? Rocky Four is okay. the first appearance of the Rocky of the robot butler. <laughs> no, Which he and it's gifts to Pauly. Correct. It's not technically Rocky's. It's Pauly's robot butler. <laughs> and Pauly does what he does to all of the people in his life. Treats it like shit. Gets drunk and yells at it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like. I don't understand why you buy a robot butler from the guy who threatened you with a baseball bat two movies ago because he was too drunk to remember that you were dating his sister. Oh, you mean the guy who verbally and physically abuses his sister? Correct. (laughs) And also, pretty fucking racist. (laughs) Even grading on the 80s curve. Yeah. Very racist. Uh, anyway, start Wrath of Khan. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so they're all circling the planet. So then the Enterprise tries to go to the regular one, to the science yes. space station to see what's up. Yeah, they, they, they dock there. And they do, because you can do anything you put your mind to, Patrick. Yes, you can. You can. And including torturing and murdering a bunch of scientists and hanging them up upside down like. Yeah, yeah. they yeah the, everybody on the regular one. To make one. it like a fun haunted house. Yeah, right. So that their fingernails will like scrape against the top of your car while you're making out with your girlfriend on that bridge. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Everyone's there everyone there has been murdered as if a predator has showed up. Yeah, yeah. The only thing he hasn't done is skinned them and taken their skulls. <laughs> yep. He just hung them up. Um and they, Well, that's part 1 of taxidermy is you have to dry out the animal cuz any moisture is going to like fuck yeah, with the formaldehyde. Yeah, absolutely. Stuff. You're right. right absolutely. Right. It's going to taint the leather. Yeah. Yeah. It'll poison Guys. the meat. Or, or even better. Tainted leather is the name of my metal band. <laughs> yes. It would be. Also, you guys do, like, light metal, right? (laughs) Well, to be fair... Sorry, I tried to agree with that, but my body just rejected the premise of the joke. Yeah, and to be fair, you'd have to do light metal. There's only so much taint leather. Yeah, right. It's a small amount of leather. Very true. Very true. But very supple. Oh, so supple. (laughs) Yep. It's like suede. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do new suede shoes as a fun cover. (laughs) New suede shoes? Yeah, not blue suede? No, it's blue suede. (laughs) I've been right this whole time. (laughs) Perhaps it is you who is wrong. So, wait, you do blue suede? No, new suede. New suede shoes? Yeah, that's our fun take on it. 
Oh, so okay. it's like a new wave song? Yeah. It's like a new wave, yeah. yeah. Look at my shoes, they are made of suede. <laughs> yeah. But the suede is new, it is not old. <laughs> Please don't step on them. <laughs> Which I think is the point of blue suede shoes. Yeah. Most Elvis songs had a very simple point of view. Yeah. And a lot of it was, don't touch my stuff. <laughs> Well, I mean, he was Elvis. Like, this was a True. constant problem. Yeah. People touching his shit. Well, when you pay people in Mercedes instead of currency. <laughs> sure. He paid people in Cadillacs. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, a lot of his songs are also about, I went to a place. Ooh, yeah. he did go to a lot of places. He did go to places. A lot of his movies were about him going to places. <laughs> yeah. too. This was before Ernest broke new ground by having holidays in those places. True yeah. facts. So, uh, so, uh, Kirk and... Sorry, real quick about Ernest. Yeah. I can't... <laughs> the space captain that never was and should have been. I can't remember what Ernest movie it was, but there's a print ad where it's a quote from Playboy Magazine's review of the Ernest movie where it's, Ernest has never been steamier. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to assume that is Ernest goes to jail. Possibly. <laughs> because that's the one where the Ernest switches places with a guy also played by Jim Varney. Yeah. Who's like the cool Ernest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's super sexy. Really? Yeah. Uh, so that's probably it. Unless there's a movie called like, Ernest does Dallas. <laughs> Ernest discovers Porkies. Yeah. Ernest v. Porkies. <laughs> Dawn of Justice. Just kills me that James Varney, the other thing you can know about him, fucking great Hamlet. Yeah. Apparently quite the Shakespearean yeah. actor. Incredibly classically trained And actor. he was uh, one of the Carnies on the Simpsons episode where the Carnies take over the house. Yes, yeah, definitely. True. Definitely. I mean, he's. you could argue he's the Carney. He might true. be. Yeah. Yeah. America's Carney. And true. Jed Clampett. Yeah. Those movies sucked. Yeah, they did. They only made one, thankfully. Yeah. At least one with, with James him. Varney. With James yeah, Varney. I think there was more than one. Though. I'm sure they made, just like the Flintstones movie, there was the Flintstones, then there's Viva Rock Vegas. Ooh, boy. Which yeah, one had is. fucking Kyle McLaughlin as the bad guy? The first one, the original yeah. one. It's yeah. him and Halle Berry as the oh, two yeah. bad guys. Nice. And her character's name is Sharon Stone. I get it, like a rock. Yeah. Like rocks, guys. Rocks, guys, rocks. <laughs> uh, if it seems like we're just kind of talking around this movie, it's because, fuck, very little happens. Yeah, no, you do a lot and of And this is the exciting one. Fuck, yes, it is. This one's packed with action. <laughs> yeah, so they go into the <laughs> Just wait till we get to the ladders. Yeah. So they get into the regular one. There's a bunch of dead bodies there. Everyone's bummed out. Uh, and they uh, uh, they find Chekhov heroically hiding in the fucking room no, service tray. I think they stuffed Chekhov and Captain Tyrell into like a cart. Uh, <laughs> it was a it, it was a thermo wave box, right? Yeah, because yeah. I think they're just waiting for the earwigs to kill them. Yeah. Uh, so they get them out, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, Khan put worms in our ears. Let's go down. Nobody questions this, by the nope. way. No, it's like, oh, they're worms like, in oh. ears. Yeah, the old worm oh, in the Oh, man, been there. Oh, they cover that in training. You didn't, like, close your ears like they taught you to? Well, space helmets, man. What can oh, I say? Damn. Oh, damn. Also, it didn't go through my ear holes. It burrowed a second <laughs> hole in yeah, my ear. Yeah, it just ripped open a hole under your ear and went in. Uh, so then they're like, oh, well, where is everybody? Carol's not here. David's not here. So let's go down to Dude, wherever they went. The transporter room to see where they went. And then they track the them down. fucking Spock calls him up and is like, yo, dog, the Enterprise is super broken up. 
Yeah, it's going to be Dave. Well, if we do this by, by the, the book. book. Yeah, which is to say, I'm going to lie now. Yeah. Are you ready for lies? Which is actually a pretty clever little code. You know, if we do this by the book, hours can seem like days. And therefore, it'll take three days to fix this part of the shit. Right. And two, two days. days to do this, yeah. Uh, I feel like I really anyone wish else, the, like if the if it were like Romulans or Klingons or any of the other like active fighting forces, oh they'd have figured it, it they'd out been like, immediately. What a piece of shit! Why Khan doesn't know? Why are they talking about books so much? Yeah, <laughs> Kirk doesn't read. Yeah, right? that's not true. The first thing we see him do is he's lugging around a big ass copy of Tale of Two Cities. Yeah, yeah, and he quotes the first line, <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, the last line. So he clearly did that thing we all did in high school, where we read the first chapter and the last chapter, and then spark notes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the best way to read a Tale of Two Cities. That's true. It's... I think it's the best way to read most books. You're not yeah. wrong. A lot of books are stupid. No, mm-hmm. yeah, waste of time. Especially long books. Oh, full of words. Oh, thank you. Give me a nice short book. Yeah. yeah. And pictures. pictures? Ooh, yeah. all the better. Yeah. Ooh, and scratch and sniff. Oh, about that. I'm not a fan of the scratch and no, sniff. No, I love sniffing books. I like the books where they got the things on the side that you press and they make the noises. Ooh, those are great. Yeah. I like books that have a fold-in page, so it looks like one picture, <laughs> yeah. and then you fold it in and it's something else. Yeah. Oh, that Mad Magazine uh, artist passed away last week. Oh, it's yeah, it's very sad. sad. Yeah. A lot of people are dying, as it turns out. <laughs> Thanks, John. Uh, it's all right. I drank my daily allotment of government bleach. Yeah. Oh, see, that's the problem, John. You're not supposed to drink it. You have to inject, inject it. it. Yeah, you oh, got to put it right no. in the bloodstream, man. Well, there's no corona in my butt, I guess. <laughs> Butt-chugging bleach. Yeah. It gets in your system faster. Do you know what the craziest part about all this is? By the time this podcast comes out... Something even more insane. He'll have recommended yeah. something... See, what you need to do is y'all need to get onto a spaceship and just walk into the vacuum of space. That's the only way to kill it. <laughs> nah, It's nah, just to nah. have space do it. I got this all figured out. You've seen Fantastic Voyage. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a great ship, a fantastic ship. We're going to get inside, shrink down, very small. <laughs> it's great. It's got screen doors, which may be a problem, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> We're going to take it over to China. Ah, it's hilarious because we've defunded the World Health Organization in the middle of a pandemic. We're doing great, you guys. Take that. Who? Hey, good news. He's probably still going to be president in November. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, because the election, uh, they're not letting you vote by mail. That's for goddamn sure. Well, Well, were you also hoping to vote for noted ring wraith Joe Biden? (laughs) Here's the thing. Joe Biden, I believe... That man is skinned loosely around a skeleton. And I believe that you can bully him into at least not doing bad things actively. True. He'll, he's also committed to uh, picking a, a, a running mate who is a woman, which is nice. Uh, so maybe he will get like vice president... Elizabeth Warren, and then she'll just kill him in a sleep. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember like, the last time a ridiculous old man picked a woman for his vice president. Oh yeah, we're gonna need to do a little better. Oh yeah. I mean, I'll I'll take Elizabeth Warren over fucking. I can see Russia from my backyard. <laughs> well, here's the thing, guys. We've already repeated the success of John Kerry's platform in 2004. Of I'm not currently the president you hate. Yeah, I could be later. Wouldn't that be fun? Which apparently is the entire Joe Biden platform of like, well, I'm not currently the president you dislike. Yeah. I'm 
a different person. See, Joe Biden's whole platform is, I was friends with Obama. Yeah, it was. I am still, I'm not, I shouldn't be shocked, but the fact that he did so well on Super Tuesday after doing no campaigning. Yep. Yeah. He should just continue to not campaign. Yeah, well, the best thing you can be is not Joe Biden. It's the generic person that isn't Trump. True. That's what you want to be. You want to be the other box to check. Not Joe Biden. People are going to start thinking thoughts. <laughs> sure. And to be fair, they're bad thoughts. Yeah, no. No, no, no. Because you're so, going to be like, you want to know what's wrong with Donald Trump? And it's it's probably also wrong with Joe Biden. Well, here's the thing is uh, the Biden campaign rejected a contribution from Louis C.K. And there are no heroes in this story. <laughs> <laughs> This is an actual thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. And I, do, I can't root for anybody who is involved. Yep. With it. Nor should you. Yeah. Nor should you. Anyway, Star Trek. <laughs> so Kirk uh, and his 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 crew uh, beam on down to uh, the underground of a planet somewhere. Yeah, they're down and in the takes, cavern system. It takes Science Lady an unreasonable amount of time to say, "Oh, by the way, there's a cave of wonders right over there that has enough food to sustain us for well, that's forever. forever." Because yeah. when Kirk and everyone first show up. Uh, Rocky from Rocky Horror Picture Show tries to, tries to kill, kill him with a knife. <laughs> yeah, he goes fucking West Side Story on his ass. And this is the one action scene in the whole movie. This is the only combat, hand-to-hand combat sequence. And, it and lasts, like all hand-to-hand combat in the Star Trek universe, it's not it great. is very awkward. It's it stilted. Yeah. yeah, and oh, it's bad. Uh, but Kirk manages to do that thing Kirk does best, which is... Punch somebody in the stomach and pulling up just short yeah. with no follow through. <laughs> which means you know he just punched a stuntman in the gut. Yeah. 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 Well, I, that's the thing. This was before uh, William Shatner became a master of the no-touch martial arts. Yeah. You're right. That wouldn't be until the T.J. Hooker days. You just gotta be glad that he didn't karate chop anybody. Correct. Yeah. Because the original series is full of fucking karate chops. Karate chops and then fucking hammer blows. And hammer blows. Yeah. Oh, that is right. That That's all been replaced on TNG with just open palm, punch to the face, shoot the bridge of your nose into your brain, yeah. blows. Because uh, the TNG was raised on the comic book ads where it's like, learn the single touch of death. Yeah, yeah they got that Count Dante shit going. Yeah, 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 there you go. Count Dante. Is he, is he involved in the Chicago Dojo Wars? Yes, he, was he is the, the Chicago Dojo Wars. <laughs> He's the guy. Oh, man. What a fucking story. I know. Yeah. So anyways, uh, <laughs> Kirk... Uh, Kirk comes out, uh, they finally beat up, he beats up his son. Yeah, but then at this point, it turns out that Chekhov and Captain Terrell are still under the influence of the earworms. That's right. And they pull their phasers out. But, and then Khan is just like, ha ha, I've defeated you, Kirk. He's like, kill that guy. And Terrell kills one guy by phasering him, and he dis a fucking Peters. Yeah, man, when phasers are set to fully gone, you get vaporized. And then, (laughs) like, that stun, kill, fully gone. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, he tells him to turn the phaser on Kirk, and he's like, I can't kill Kirk, and so he fucking shoots himself, disappears himself, yeah, takes the coward's way out. Yeah, as opposed to Chekhov, who then just freaks the fuck out, and the earworm crawls out of his bleeding head. <laughs> yeah, that got him his nickname, Bleeding Head Chekhov, <laughs> Bleeding Head McChecks. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite. My favorite Mississippi blues man. Yeah, Bleeding Head McChecks. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> the best. Oh, he plays a mean spoons. Yeah, he does. <laughs> 
Yeah, and he brought over those Eastern <laughs> European beats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's real into world fusion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. He's bored with the form, so now he's just experimenting. Plays the old polka blues. Oh, I gotcha. So he's David Burns circa 1988 to 1994? Correct. <laughs> yeah. Except he doesn't have a Brian Eno to say, no. No. <laughs> so, no. Right, let's be fair. Brian Eno needs Brian a... Eno's biggest note was, can we make it quieter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Eno needs David Byrne to be like, uh, can you turn up the volume just like a little? I can't <laughs> hear any drums. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. Are you asking me to pump up the volume, pump up the volume, jam, jam, she drive me crazy? <laughs> Whoa, you just sweet mashup, bro. Yeah, yeah, right? That was nice. Again, I'm bored with the form and can only experiment. Yeah, the, the only way podcasts will place to start. Yeah, no, definitely. I've been trying with... to throw rare candies at it to get its levels up, but this is one of them Pokemons you gotta use a special stone for. I'm back on Pokemon Go, you guys. I'm back on my bullshit. Yeah, well, with that's that. because we're all very healthy and handling this pandemic well. Correct. At least you haven't jumped on the Animal Crossing thing. Oh, I'm getting there, buddy. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that Just thing's taken wait. over from Stardew Valley. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, Stardew Valley had taken over from Harvest Moon. Yeah, it did. Which took over from Farmville. Which, no, Farmville was like a no, separate yeah, thing No, yeah, Farmville was on Facebook, whereas uh, okay. Harvest Moon was on 64. I was on SNES to start with, okay. and then it was also on like Game Boy, PlayStation, all the rest and of them, 64. Yeah. I played that. it on 64, so 64 is the best one, for sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. But they're all basically the same, right? You Correct. just farm? Yeah, you live yep. in a happy little town, and you're a happy little Ooh, person. Ooh, sometimes you get married. Yeah, you That's do. That's exciting. Yeah, you do, and you get pets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can Cows. I go to other people's farms? Ooh, ooh, and you could go to like town festivals and meet people. Can I go to other no. people's farms? Absolutely no. not. There's rules. That's why you need Animal Crossing, so you can go to other people's islands. And once I'm there, can I destroy their island? No. Yes. Can you? You can chop down their trees and plant pitfall seeds. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow, does that force them to play the game Pitfall? Because that was hard. <laughs> That's a hard Super game. Super Pitfall. Ooh. Difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, uh, they they uh, check off freaks out. Khan beams up the Genesis device, yeah, he steals which the is the largest dildo I've ever seen <laughs> in my yeah, life. It is. It's for big asses. Uh, <laughs> and then just leaves it hanging upright. Yeah, he the... just leaves it in the teleporter room. They never move it. They it's just teleport trophy. it in and leave it yeah. there. Yeah. But it's like sitting upright on a ship that keeps on like rocking and jostling. Yeah. You'd think it would fall down or something. Nah, it's got them Graviton boots on. Ooh, yeah. In space. Nah, you know the ones. They, they show them later in Star Trek VI. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, the Graviton gotcha. boots. So that they can walk on the under part of the ship. Yeah. Or yeah. so that they can walk upside down. Or so that they can walk around ships when they bl- uh, turned off the gravity. Ooh, Ooh yeah. And then they okay. get to assassinate people. Ooh, yeah, they've got that whole zero-G fight with the Klingon. Yeah. And then they do murder a head of state. Yes, they do. These are all things that happen in Undiscovered Country. But don't worry, it led to peace? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Ooh, you do get, uh... Well, sort of. You do get Michael Dorn delivering the immortal line, This is not Klingon blood. Yeah, true facts. That's right, because in that movie, he's like Worf's grandfather Probably. or uncle yeah, or something, something like that some He's kind just, of antecedent of yeah. war because he is like another that. guy named Worf but he is not the, the Worf no because yeah. next gen takes place like a hundred years after yeah, yeah. Like, like 80 or 90 years it's or something a good like bit. that yeah yeah, yeah. alright anyways so uh, Kirk uh, and crew managed to uh, uh, avoid being killed by Chekhov 
Khan fucks off with the Genesis device with the rest of Rat. Yep. And yeah. now the whole fucking crew is sitting there like, well, we're stuck in the middle of this stupid rock. We're all going to die, I guess. And then Carol Marx is like, well, actually, I got like a whole planet in the cave over here. You guys want to see it? Yeah, we got apples. Yeah, and despite the fact that it's a cave full of a planet, there's like a sun over in the corner somewhere. <laughs> like there's light coming in Multiple hard. waterfalls as well. Thing. Yeah. yeah, it looks like where the elves live in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. rad. It's a nice place. LaFlorian, not Rivendell. Yeah, Those yeah. Those fucking shitty elves are bullshit. Yeah. yeah give me the fucking elves. wood elves. Yeah. So anyways, uh, nobody... Uh, <laughs> Nobody gets an axe or a bow or steel. Yeah, no, this is the part where Savak is finally like, Kirk, so how'd you beat Kobayashi Maru? And we learn from Bones that he fucking cheated. He just rewrote the code to the program. Which is just like, man, I would have loved to see like what variable he changed to give himself a fighting chance for it. And then you see Star Trek 2009 is just... Oh, you just turned on God mode. Yeah. The well, most yeah. boring hack you could possibly have. That's because J.J. Abrams is terrible at everything. <laughs> That's why he made a mess of your movies and my movies. He shouldn't be allowed to do anything. I am just so... You have no idea how glad I am that Benioff and Weiss are not going to ruin three more of my movies. <laughs> they were on board to ruin three more of my oh, movies. Oh, were those the people that wrote them? No, they were going to do a whole nother trilogy. They're the Game of Thrones guys. Oh, those guys. Yes. Yeah. But then season eight happened and Lucasfilm was like, No. Ooh, the tides are turning, and yeah. we know which way. Oh, man, what a mess they made. Yeah. How did you take the most popular TV show perhaps ever and fuck the dog? Ooh, we did it poorly. <laughs> so uh, they Kirk pulls out his switchblade communicator. Yeah, he's got he, a fucking Moto Razor, baby. And it's ooh, got, like, chrome on the back. It's got unlimited chirp. Remember chirp, guys? Oh, yeah. What's chirp? <laughs> So you had your unlimited data, your unlimited talk, and your unlimited chirp, which was basically like a walkie-talkie oh, with all your yeah, other cell phones. That's right. I worked at an amusement park for a couple summers, and like you could not escape the sound of... Yeah, for a long time, my friend, his whole family... Uh, they only used like the walkie-talkie function of their phone. The church. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so fucking irritating. I think, what was it, Nextel was the company that did that the most? Yeah, um, I'm sure they all did. Yeah, I didn't. I never had a chirp phone. I never Me had a chirp either. phone either. Mm-hmm. No, I went from flip to i. I went from uh, I never. Uh, I had. I went from flip, like fat flip to slightly thinner flip. Well, I had the small to thin slide. Flip. Oh. I never had the slide. I, I had over slide. The solid box that you had to do with uh, prepaid minutes. That oh, was the my old first Nokia one. brick. Yes, that yeah. was exactly what it was. A Nokia. Dude, my roommate in college had one of those. That was our only phone, and we only used it to play Snake. Nice, yeah. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so Kirk, uh, they beam up to the Enterprise. They've got just enough power. To get some weapon systems back on, but they can't uh, warp yet. They can't warp and they can't outrun uh, the. Right. Yeah, they've got impulse power. What do you call it? So he decides to. uh, He's breaking for a nebula. He's going to try to hide in the nebula. (laughs) He's going to lead him to some blue. Yeah, it's the nebula, the Mothar nebula. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I cannot overlook that shit over there. Mothar. Here's the thing about this movie and all Star Trek movies that cannot be like over exaggerated. Space fucks. Yeah, it does. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like they fetishized the. 
fuck out of like <laughs> yeah buddy like pods going into other things oh, is yeah. slow and steady baby mm. yeah star star wars is pretty chaste uh from yeah, a sex sure. st- sex standpoint there's just a couple kisses and that's about it well not even like like physical intimacy but like the way that space is photographed is like I'm not jerking off to it, but I imagine somebody is. Right. Yeah. Star Wars. It's me. It's me. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. oh, I love those wispy nebulas. And oh, Star that's Wars why was... you had the bucket of popcorn. Oh, no. So curvy. Yeah, Star Wars doesn't care about any of that shit, but Star Trek is super horny yeah, in all iterations. Yeah. Roddenberry had a giant erection for space. Well, and when fucking Kirk's, uh, the mother of Kirk's child is just like, I took him from you because I wanted him in my life and I didn't want him off chasing adventure in your life. And it dawned on me, I'm just like, oh shit, in the fucking 1980s, your big American hero had a child out of wedlock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not only that, he was like told, he was specifically understood that it was going to be a bad father. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that he would have been a shitty dad. And not one single Jason or Freddy Krueger comes to kill him for his engagement in premarital sex. No, that's because he fucked him up with photon torpedoes. (laughs) Am I right or am I right? (laughs) Well, to be fair, if we're really going to be fair about this, Freddy and and Michael Myers and them are earthbound and can't get up there. Not Freddy. Freddy lives in your dreams, buddy, and your dreams have no limits. Ah, but he only lives in your dreams if you're in that one town on that one street. (laughs) Yeah, but Freddy gets to Kirk's dreams. He's like, too much BDSM. I gotta get out of here. This is too fucking weird. I don't want to crawl through the bodies to find him. I recommend you see an analyst for your deep-seated mother issues, bitch. The only one of them that would have a shot would be Jason Extreme. Oh, because he goes to space. Because he goes to space. space, yeah. But it's many... Ooh, it might be enough years in the future. <laughs> <laughs> that he might get there. Well, yeah, that's true. The timeline is... Uh, Jason goes to space in the 90s during the eugenics war. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, guys, Jason's Hold Con. On. Con is Jason. <laughs> I'm looking up to see when Jason Extreme takes place. <laughs> uh, so in the year 2010, Jason Voorhees is captured by the United States government and held at Crystal Lake research facility in the year 2455 is when he's reanimated oh so that's after this so that's like tng yeah because this it said in the beginning is the 23rd century so he can't fight kirk but he might fight picard (laughs) right could you imagine like rolling up on a borg cube and then inside is jason voorhees just hacking up borg and (laughs) the borg just standing around before you get to jason voorhees a borg just walks up to you human a storm is coming. <laughs> a storm is coming, human. Uh, uh, so, yeah. buy all our ideas, Hollywood, you cowards. Uh, I was led by my memory to believe that there was a lot more Borgen in the TNG, and there's no. very little Borgen. No, oh late. boy, there's a fuck ton of Borgen happening in Voyager. Yeah, okay. Voyager's almost entirely Borgen. It's well, like, seasons one through three is them, like, getting home from the Delta Quadrant. And then season four is like, Captain, we're entering Borg space. Yeah. And then it's just the fucking Borg show. Yeah. Ooh, good to know. And it, it is constant Borg and Borg. Yeah. I like me some Borgen. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a lot of like, you'll get your, you'll get yeah, more okay. than your fill of Borgen. Because like we've seen a lot of Romulan in and some Klingonin, and that's fine. Romulans are all right. Yeah, Romulans are neat. Ooh, Deep Space Nine though, shoulders. you get the the Cardassians. Yeah, Cardassians. Cardassians are in Ooh. TNG too. Yeah, but in Deep Space Nine they are fucking ridiculous. Yeah, they're big, they're, big in that. Okay, they're fucking. They're just. 
a bunch of dicks yeah, the whole dicks. time. What's the like planet that they're always at war with? Bajoran. Bajorians. Yeah. yeah. Because Ensign Rolaren is a Bajoran. Bajoran. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they deeply code uh, the Cardassians as like Nazi war criminals. Yeah. Ooh. It's yeah. very good. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Anyways, so they uh, beam back up to the Enterprise. They lead him into the. They lead Khan into, into the, the Mothar Nebula. And here's the thing about Star Trek about how they your iPod is broken. Yeah, that's true. That's right. On the ship, you can't, because they're in a nebula, you can't see anything. So all your weapon systems and shield systems are down. That's why Kirk leads them in there, because it puts the Reliant and the Enterprise on equal footing. Yeah. And because he knows that Khan tactically doesn't really know much about three-dimensional combat. He doesn't go down. He doesn't go down. That's right. He also doesn't go up. The Enterprise is the only ship that makes space (laughs) truly three-dimensional. It's like that scene in Promethea where uh, the character is running away from a falling pillar and she's just like, oh, I can just run left. (laughs) Uh That'll work. (laughs) It's the same thing here of just like, oh, we can just go down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Kirk knows this con, doesn't Yeah, so Kirk takes the Enterprise up and above, and what follows is a little cat and mouse doggy fighting. Yeah. Uh, the Enterprise fucks up the Reliant real bad. Yeah, it tears Ooh, the shit out. But the Reliant gets its fucking licks in, because it yeah. breaks up the engines. Yeah, it the Reliant blows up, up the like engines. the warp engines. Yeah. And like dangerous radiation is going off, so Spock goes down there to take care of it. Yeah, because Khan well, activates the Genesis device to basically blow up the whole nebula so they have to get out of the nebula before that happens it's the end of predator khan set off the nuke while cackling (laughs) about how he can't actually lose and now dutch kirk gotta run away yeah now but instead of just running and jumping under a log somebody needs to turn the warp engines back on (laughs) well what i love about this is they're just like what's our warp you know it's 0.4 impulse how far are we from the edge of the nebula Uh, 14,000 kilometers and then Kirk turns to his son to do the math about, yeah. like, are we going to make it? Yeah. No, we're not going to make it. And his son just goes, no. no. Oh, by the way, at this point, his son has started wearing a sweater over his shoulders, a la the bad fraternity from Animal House. Yeah, he looks like he just came out of the fucking Outsiders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he just came back from, like, beating up Pony Boy. And here's the thing. Hanging out with David Spade and PCU. <laughs> it's not like he was wearing a sweater and he took it off. Mm-mm. He no, was he always f- in a t-shirt. He found a sweater to drape over his shoulders and tie the, the the sleeves in a knot. That yeah. way, when he went to the yacht club afterwards, <laughs> right. he didn't look like a savage. And that's the thing. That's the first thing he did when he got on board the Enterprise. He wasn't raised by Kirk. Because <laughs> the first thing he would have done if he was raised by Kirk... Fuck the airlock. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Get that dick in there. God, I do fucking love in the Wet Hot American Summer uh, Netflix series how the bad guys have... Three popped collars. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably one of my favorite jokes of oh, all time. Geez. I mean, when Kirk and company go down to like the underneath pit of that planet in the huge pop collar, he's popped an eight foot <laughs> collar. Yeah. It's practically his over his head. Winter coat. Yeah. He looks like Ming the Merciless, <laughs> right? I feel like a Maleficent collar back yeah. there. That, well, that shit's picking up cable channels, <laughs> right? <laughs> He's getting Major League Baseball broadcasts in his ear. At this point in the story, he super wants to have sex with Kirstie Alley's character. Yeah. No, well, I mean, he's been thinking about it the whole movie. Yeah, which is why he invites her on his little away team mission to yeah. see the, the Carnival of Cadavers. Yeah, right. 
so they uh, uh, Spock goes down to the to the core, and McCoy's like, "You can't go in there. No human can survive." And he's like, "Bitch, you've been calling me inhuman all day. Out of my <laughs> I way. can kill Macbeth. Yeah, it gives Let him me the old Vulcan these... death grip." <laughs> And then and he puts his hand on his eyes and he's like, remember. Then he puts on some oven mitts. Yep. Yeah. And then just starts digging around in a bucket of light. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of my, like, <laughs> what is he in there doing? He's in a big tube that's blowing air out at him. And he's yeah. just, like, mussing around in there. He's putting the air back. <laughs> with his oven mitts. Because the next time they go down, all that fucking air is gone. Yeah. You have to yeah. put it back in the you tube. Put it back in well, the thing is you got to stoke the radioactive <laughs> yeah, coals. Otherwise, right. the fire ties. Right. He's got to sing them old hobo tunes. <laughs> Toss in some bendels. Get that thing a burning. Yeah, a few nickels or something yeah, right. like that. Scratch a pie into the fucking window yeah. there so people know so there's, there's delicious, good vittles. Delicious yeah. food. Uh, so they make it out of the nebula and the nebula explodes into a new planet because of Genesis. Uh, Kirk goes down to the radiation tube and says, "Like, ah, oh, Spock, you dummy! How come you die?" Yeah, and you get the touching. I have, I am, and have always been your friend. Yeah, his his face melts. Yeah, his face melts. <laughs> and then they wrap him up in a torpedo and they shoot him onto the Genesis planet. And then credits, right? Credits immediately nah, after that. Then you scene. get a little like weirdy weird with the Kirk and his son. Oh and yeah, there's like, still 15 yeah, more blah, minutes blah, left blah, for blah, some blah, reason. Blah 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 blah. And then we get torpedo under some palm trees. Credits. That's right. The, apparently, the Genesis only makes Pasadenas. I think yeah, it said. only makes yeah, Pasadenas, yeah. baby. Uh, and that is most of Wrath of Khan. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's how it works. I ain't got nothing more to add yeah. to this movie. Loads of action. Yeah, I was going to say, this is the action-packed one. Because, yes. boy, when Kirk had to go down that ladder and he fucking slid down instead of using the rails like a chum. Yeah. He used that ladder as a chute. He yeah. did. He's crazy. It's like a fireman. You know what? It's three-dimensional thinking like that that makes him the truly superior intellect. True. Take that. Come on. Jerk. Oh, we almost did it. The whole body cavitation that happens when he <coughs> yells Khan into that wristwatch is... It's pretty great. And he does oh. the Stallone half mouth. Yeah. Like his mouth forms a teardrop it's shape. It's amazing. It's pretty glorious. Yeah. Golden. And that's going to take us to bullet points. Pew pew! Put phasers on entertain. Ooh, that's right. That's going to take us to phaser points. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fucking phasers in the original series that look like guns, and then the phasers in TNG look like fucking... TV remotes! Like, yeah. <laughs> like ooh, gotta turn on my Bose speaker system and murder this motherfucker! They look, they look like, uh, the, they look like the, the ear thermometers. Yeah. <laughs> though, it, though in TNG, you later get to when they're going you on like the special... like assault rifles. fucking rifles! <laughs> yeah. Like aliens, colonial marine <laughs> rifles. Yeah. Yeah, but you can vaporize a guy with a goddamn TV remote. <laughs> Not that it matters because everyone's just open palm, open palm punching people. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah. True. Uh, so, uh, uh, first uh, phaser point, <laughs> body count. Body counts. Joe, what do you think the body count of Wrath of Khan is? Twenty. Ooh, okay, Patrick. Yeah. Body count. Confirmed deaths, uh, 12. Ooh, 12. Yeah. Okay. Playing you got to remember that all the eugenics people died. They did, but there weren't a lot of them. That's true. 
The answer is 26. Nice. John, you're the winner. Nice. Yeah, all of the Road Warrior light eugenics monsters died. Yeah, and all the scientists. Yeah, in there and too, all yeah. those scientists, yeah. too. They all got predatored. So. Yeah, they did. Yeah. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So you're a failure. And that's going to take <laughs> us to our next phaser point. <laughs> Best kill. Best kill. Mark, best kill. I'm going to go for when... Oh, no! I'm going to go for uh, uh, when uh, fucking uh, Captain Terrell just shoots himself in the face a good one. with a phaser. It's a pretty What's good one. What's crazy is that we know phasers have a stun function. Uh-huh. And if you can overpower your, like, weird bug programming enough to point a phaser somewhere different, you can slide your thumb over to stun. Yeah. Maybe he thought there was no cure. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have to cryogenically freeze me until they invent a cure for there's a worm in your brain. Yeah. If only he'd have held on for literally 30 more seconds to see the worm crawl out of Chekhov's yep. head. Well, isn't that the fucking plot point in Final Frontier of uh, fucking McCoy is just like, I pulled my dad off life support and the yep. next day they cured his disease. I, I think it's like six months or something, but yeah, yeah. If he hadn't taken his father off life support, he could have cured him. I love that McCoy is in the very first episode of TNG. He shows up just long enough to look like an Appalachian Doc Emmett Brown. <laughs> nice. He's all of a sudden picked up the most Southern accent. Sure. And he's just there to be mean to Data. Nice. And I'll walk down a hallway and that's it. Yeah, he doesn't interact with anybody else on the ship. <laughs> Patrick, best kill. Ooh, I'm going to go with poor schmuck who gets phasered when, uh, when David Marcus gets knocked out of the way. Oh, like yeah. Like that phaser bullet is meant for David Marcus and then schmuck takes it. Yeah. Everybody looks around like, oh, sorry, schmuck. (laughs) John, best kill? Obviously, Khan. First off, he goes out by saying, From hell's heart, I stab at thee. Then he explodes so hard, a planet forms. I mean, he does. That's also, fair. he dies before Spock fixes the engine, so as far as he knows, he, he won. won. Yeah. That's true, he's going out on top. Yeah, yeah. He's retiring at the height of his career. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alright, that's good. I, do, I think you brought it up during watching of the movie, but I do really wish that Star Trek Three was the revenge of Planet Khan. <laughs> planet Khan would have been a great idea. Oh man, that would have been so good. Just think about this oh, giant planet. <laughs> With a sweet Rod Stewart wig <laughs> and ripping pecs. <laughs> just just traveling, just traveling throughout around. space. Remember how excited you were when you heard Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was going to have Ego the Living Planet? Imagine if that was Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> that is the only way it could have been better. Fair <laughs> point. That's going to take us to our next bullet point. Now, since we uh, exist in a world... We have transcended beyond the Geneva Convention. That's right. We have the Prime Directive. So now we have to do... Best Weapon. Best Weapon. Mark, Best Weapon. I'm going to go with Brain Worms. Brain worms are great because they're tiny worms you put in a brain and it makes people do things. True. It's uh, one part biology, one part necromancy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Patrick, best weapon. I'm going to go with... Is the question that I'm going to ask John. (laughs) I'm going to say the general... After I ask Patrick first. Photon torpedoes. It's light collapsing on itself with explosions. 
Yeah, that's pretty Ooh, rad. But is it a wave or a particle? No, it's the photon, so it's the particles. Weird. Yeah, they're all like expanding and collapsing and expanding and collapsing. But they only do it at regular Somebody's animals. read the fucking official <laughs> no, Starfleet No, you have to guide. know the difference between photon torpedoes, which and do what I just torpedoes. said, and quantum torpedoes, which do it differently so as to confuse the Borg. That's true. It can get through their adaptive shields. Right, which is how you understand why the Defiant class battlecruiser is the very best battlecruiser. Was the Defiant at the battle of, what was it, like Wolf 3 or the, the oh, big... No, I, no, I don't think so. Because no. that's the one where... That's where Picard he gets is still Locutus. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's where Cisco's wife gets killed. And that's why Cisco's that's all pissed was. off at yeah. Picard. Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah, good stuff. Anyway, look up the techno not, remix of not Locutus. That we, not that we get to see any of the battles because we just show up afterwards. Yeah, you see all yeah. the wreckage. You see the wreckage. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. John, best weapon Genesis. Ooh, Ooh, good weapon. Not even technically a weapon, but used as a weapon. Yeah. Well done. It's a science weapon. 16 bits of world-building power. Buddy, there's a reason it uses blast processing. Hey, man, it's Sim Earth the Torpedo. I always really liked uh, the Super Nintendo port of SimCity because you put in a cheat code to make Godzilla show up. Oh, that's awesome. That's real good. (laughs) That's pretty rad. Also, very good music. Yeah. Yeah. Is that SimCity 2000? No, it's just called SimCity. Oh, okay. Just regular SimCity. Yeah, Sim 2000 City. was uh, PC only. Yeah, I had yeah, SimCity 2000. So. You can get a Godzilla in it. Nice. Yeah, yeah it was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, that's going to take us to our final bullet point. Is this an action <laughs> movie? <laughs> is this an action movie? Think, John. Think carefully on this yeah. one. John, oh, is Star Trek Wrath of Khan an action movie? Uh... I would, if I if I were running a blockbuster in the year 1993 and we got in our crate of special edition releases of Wrath of Khan, I would have to put it in the section labeled ponderous sci-fi action adjacent. <laughs> that is the Star Trek section. It would go, yeah, it would go right with all the other Star Treks yeah. and also Contact. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good one to put in there. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. If it, you can put that dumb Tesseract one with McConaughey in there nowadays. Oh, yeah, and, uh, and Annihilation. Yeah, yeah. Annihilation with Natalie uh, Portman. But Annihilation yeah. doesn't really go to... I mean, they don't and go I to feel space. Like either... No, but it's science fiction. That's true. But there's a lot of machine guns in that movie. There's yeah. a lot more machine guns and crazy monsters That's than you true. remember. Oh, I, I feel like love. both Gary Sinise and Val Kilmer's Journeys to Mars could go in that one. Oh, easily. Well, there was, there was Journey to Mars, and then there was The Red Planet. Yeah, yeah. Mission to Mars, sorry, yeah. Gary Sinise, directed by Brian De Palma based off a Disney ride. Correct. That it was one, the Pirates of the Caribbean of its time, yeah. except for it was bad and never went anywhere. Yeah, yeah that one is definitely some ponderous space yeah. bullshit yeah, action yeah. adjacent. Red Planet is a movie where we sent algae to Mars and we thought, oh, it didn't work. So let's send Val Kilmer and Time Sizemore to deal with it. And then <laughs> yeah. when they get there, they bring a robot dog with them, but then it gets a bump on the head and goes crazy. Yikes. Also, Benjamin Pratt Throws a guy off a cliff. <laughs> Ooh, sphere that goes in that section. Oh, sphere. Yeah, yeah the cubes trilogy. Uh, yeah. A lot of a lot of Michael Crichton would fit in that. And as what's well. the one with Ed O'Neill in the water? The Abyss. Yes. Yeah. Ed O'Neill. Isn't it Ed O'Neill? Ed Harris. Ed Harris. <laughs> it's not Al Bundy down there. <laughs> you are hey, correct. Big, we got this water that's got a shape of a face. <laughs> Flush. <laughs> <laughs> I 
gotta go to my no women's club to look at pornography. <laughs> what a show. Catch me in 20 years for Modern Family. <laughs> Patrick, is this an action movie? Now nah, I'm gonna put it in the same section with John. It's definitely like, I think the best like paced and suspenseful. Like you are interested in what's gonna happen, but it's not an action movie. Sure. Mark, is this an action movie? I'm gonna say, no, you're definitely right. I'm in, I'm in agreement with you guys. It's in the... P- P- ponderous space bullshit section. <laughs> yeah. Action uh, adjacent. Action yeah. adjacent, yes. It's definitely more of like a space adventure kind of sci fantasy movie. I mean, it's ponderous space bullshit's the best way to say it. <laughs> yeah. Space adventure, you could say about Star Wars. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, but it is probably the most action packed of all the Star sure. At least the Star Trek movies featuring the original cast. Right. I remember some of the uh, like uh, TNG movies being a bit more action. A little more yeah, explosions, like, like, yeah. yeah. First Contact, especially, is just like a straight up space action movie. Yeah. Like, for Because you got. Except for all the stuff with the Zephram Cochran. <laughs> well, that was all the comic relief that you would cut to. Because uh, what? James. James Cromwell. James Cromwell. Yeah. Uh, pre unknowing how to zip up his pants days while being arrested. Yeah. Um, yeah, you would cut down to him for, like, the comic relief, and then you would cut back up to the Enterprise for Die Hard in Space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you would cut to uh, Data and the Borg Queen to get real weird tingly feelings yeah, in your pants. Yeah, uh, Nemesis has a fair amount of battle action, even yeah. though it's not necessarily it's just, great. It's incomprehensible yeah. plot. Well, and it f- freaking breaks all the rules in a really annoying way. Well, first off, is that the one that has fucking doom buggies in it? Am I remembering uh, this correctly? I don't have a fucking remember. Doom buggy race? I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, first of all... And they find all, Data's shitty, unbenounced... Now, that is... Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is in that. They That's find B4. Yeah, yeah, they find the other data. Uh, but, I mean, the big problem with Nemesis is that they didn't get Frakes to direct it. Yeah, like Frakes did the first two, and like they're pretty great. Also, Nemesis is a shitty rewrite of Wrath of Khan. Also true. Yeah, it just is a shitty rewrite of Wrath of Khan. That's all it is to it. So right down to how the science officer sacrifices himself to save the day. Yeah. Oh, he's so human. God damn it. Ah, I sometimes want to kill everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. So this is it. Final reviews of Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. John, my review is in the form of a tesseract. An object that keeps folding into itself? Nice. Oh, sure. Yeah, gotcha. you got a McConaughey in there? Uh, boy, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that does to property values. <laughs> All the naked bongo play. Oh, the terrible. sweat and weed stick everywhere. <laughs> Come on. Patrick, final review. Star Trek II, Wrath of God. Best Star Trek movie, by far. Wow. I mean, it just is. Mark. Low bar. <laughs> They're not great movies. Slow ball. Uh, are you sure it's better than Star Trek Insurrection? Yes, I am. I mean, Insurrection's better than Nemesis. Yes, That's also true. true. <laughs> Mark, final reviews. It's really Star a Trek pylon two. with one at the bottom. The yeah. of Khan. Uh, I will say uh, it is the... Uh, yeah, it's the last Jedi of Star Wars movies. Yeah. It's probably the best Star Trek movie yeah, yeah. Uh, out of all of them. Four's got a lot of fun things that happen. Like four is a fun movie. Four's a fun yeah. movie because they they go to San Francisco yeah, and, and there's, there's hippies and, and whales and, and, and boombox players. But it's and... so clearly was written to be like a Starsky and Hutch movie that they just like reworked into a Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, a little bit. A yeah, little bit. yeah. It was about Starsky and Hutch <laughs> trying to steal two <laughs> nuclear sperm codes, whales. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and it's got great stuff about the Wessel and uh, uh, Scotty trying to talk oh, to the computer mouse. through the mouse. Yeah. Computer. 
And I love how he's like never seen a keyboard before and doesn't know how to use it, but then he types like 9,000 words a minute. Well, he types in the formula for what was uh, aluminum glass? Uh, Trans- transparent aluminum. Transparent aluminum. Transparent yeah. aluminum. They trade it for like money or something? Uh, no, they trade it for access to the fucking whales. To the factory. Right. No, yeah. he goes to a factory that makes like plexiglass. That makes whales. They, they don't make whales. That's where the lady is. She makes the whales. <laughs> The plexiglass factory, they go and he gives him the. Oh well, no, the she stuff got the whale the virus? Yeah. Where she gets pregnant and gives birth to whales? whales? Yeah, that's It's right. like the fly, but with whales. Yeah. Well, I was thinking more of, of uh, 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 George, not George Romero, uh, who's the other low budget film producer guy? Um, Tom Savini? No. Roger uh, Corman. Corman, yeah. Roger Corman's Carnosaur. Oh, yeah. Where the Carnosaur <laughs> virus is just, oh, you're pregnant? Guess what? Now it's an egg with a dinosaur. <laughs> <in> it. <laughs> and it's going to eat its way out of you. Oh, you know the worst thing about it, though? Doesn't even acknowledge you is it's mama. Not nope. the mama. Just not eats, the mama. Not the mama. <laughs> I remember having God love me. I was going to say, I remember having the CD of Dinosaur's song. Nice. That's right. That was a great show, though. It was a great show. A great last episode where they're like, hey, kids, all of these characters are doomed. Yes. And you don't see them die, but you know they are dying, and that's even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Oh, so good. So that's going to do it for this, uh, 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 this captain's log of... Body counts and beer. <laughs> yeah. I'm Lieutenant Commander Mark Rosendahl. I'm regular Ensign Patrick Bromley. And I'm Jonathan Rooney Taylor. My you work are, here is done. You know what? I'm giving you a field commission. Oh, no. <laughs> now you're Captain. Whoa. Set. John's Captain? Yeah, he doesn't I even do know that. how the torpedoes work. Ooh, set a course for Orlando, Florida. We shall both go to Universal Studios and see Nickelodeon shows being filmed. Socially distanced, of course. No, I'm going to be right up in Body Counts and Beer is Patrick the Babysitter Bromley, John the Kidnapping of the President Rooney Taylor, and Mark Disaster on the Coastliner Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, wherever you get podcasts from, and leave us a rating or review. You can like us on Facebook, check us out on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.